disclosure, we're already pretty buzzed. I'd like to propose a toast. Welcome to Wines and Dolls, a podcast where Chelsea and Emily wine and talk about musicals. Welcome. Wine is a double one time drop. I've had a shot of you know, eggnog and whiskey. You pull a cider out of your backpack. Did you really just pull a... She just pulled a cider and out of her backpack. pork rides. Good for you. And two bottles of water. I'm really proud of you. Do you <laughs> want to Stay put, hydrated while you drink I'm on the go. I'm looking for my fucking pencil. Oh, there's a man here. Uh, this is this is James. <gasps> Take shot. a shot. I know, I know. The name does. I the did, voice does not match the legend. I didn't quite what? catch your name. Can you say it one more time? James. Oh. Welcome. So we're talking about Little Shop of Horrors today. Now raise your hand if you were ever a high school student and you did this show. No, I raised my hand before you said did this show. (laughs) (laughs) Raise your hand if you were ever a high school student. Great. Me. Thank you, Emily. That's not going to (laughs) work. I mean, who hasn't done this show in high school? I'm pretty sure most theater kids Me. have uh, done Everybody this except show. Emily. Uh, today we're talking about Little Shop of Horrors, and we took a shot earlier for our patrons. That was uh, so gross. We live-streamed a shot and a drink. I made a drink for our patrons, for us, really. But if you would like to know how to make that drink, it is called... We called it many names. Um, it's really known as a poinsettia. The, the drink of many names. The drink of many. It's like, oh, we needed you, Joseph, in the Amazing Technicolor Dream Code. It was red and yellow and green and brown. And, and so we make the red drink. Wait, and, oh. that's anyway, not what we're talking about. We're not talking about Joseph. Today we are talking about Joseph. No, we're not. We're talking about, <laughs> talking about Little Shop Chelsea. of Horrors. So for our Patreons today, and you are welcome to yep. become a Patreon member, and you can see how I made the drinks. Yeah, it's up there for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. With our well, speaking nibbler and so, our, sorry, my cat is like fucking with our stuff. Today Come we hate your member, and we'll get new stuff. James, drink. James. Well, um, several times now, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the drink that I made this evening was called the Get It slash. You, no, it was it was Feed Me. It was the Feed Me Seymour. This is now it has four Mean names. Red Mother from Outer Space. Mean Red Mother from Outer Space slash Get It because I want to get this drink in my mouth. Got it? Got it? Good. And then I made something that was not so good. It was called, I called it lovingly, the chiffon. Yeah. Chiffon is one of our I said urchins. it called the urchin. It could be called the urchin. It was with the crack and rum. It was crack and rum and a, and a shot of eggnog, alcoholic eggnog, which was, I think I did it wrong. It was disgusting. It was, it was so bad. Really bad. But the eggnog by itself was great. So we'll we'll call it the, the virgin... No, it's not even virgin. Just call no. it the just the urchin is without the the kraken and no 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 the urchin is with the kraken. Oh, the urchin because is with the, the kraken. kraken is what makes it's it the an sh- urchin. It's the chiffon that makes it just the eggnog with with the rum that was in it before, because it goes down smooth. Ooh, ooh. Phrasing. Damn. And on that note, let's start into our episode. Oh my gosh. Hey Chelsea. Hey Emily. What are you whining about today? Ooh. Lordy, today I am whining 
Actually, I've got a good wine, and then I've got a, a little negative wine. I'm not going to go into detail. I've got a wine, too. You've got a wine, too? Oh, oh my we gosh. got three wines tonight. Three so wines. this is my positive wine. My positive wine is I ended a... Keep it positive. Keep it positive. I ended a six-session residency with the Houston Grand Opera today. Altogether, we had four classes that we put on this big performance. They had to write their own song. Um, and then they all had to perform a song and the topic was the Revolutionary War that they had to write a song about So that yeah. was a huge freaking success. The kids did great. Like your negative the lyrics to the song? <laughs> no, I mean the negative was that they put us out on the blacktop like uh, we were supposed to be in the cafeteria Cafetorium remember Caf that word that we learned last time we were supposed to be in the cafetorium and they ended up putting us on the blacktop which ended up being Blacktop, nice. like outside? Outside, yeah. Ugh. In their recess, recess area. So, like, I was teaching the kids how to project, and then all of a sudden they throw us outside, and I'm like, well, do we have a microphone option? So we did get the microphones, because they were supposed to read a play as well. We had a group of kids that were the good readers. How long was the performance? About 20 minutes. No, it wasn't too bad. No, no, no. It was great. It was such a huge success. Um... Message me if you want to know how to bring the Houston Grand Opera to you, to your school. Or email like, winesanddolls at gmail.com. Email winesanddolls at gmail.com and I'll tell you how you can, I'll send you to my boss and she can tell you how to bring out the Houston Grand Opera to your school in a residency. It's really awesome. James, what is your, what is your wine what about you today? About, you got a, got a negative wine? That's yeah, usually what I mine guess, are. I guess it's a little bit. <clears throat> um, I, I just was noticing that both of you have notes and all of these things written out about uh, <laughs> topics of conversation. And I was told about this about 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. And dragged into this. Well, so Chelsea and I had talked I am about completely it. We did. We just totally we didn't tell him. That's okay. It's Let's... fine. But he doesn't need to be prepared because he's got a story that he's going to tell James us. James is popping the cherry on having our uh, first guest. <laughs> popping some cherries, James. Schwing. Schwing. <laughs> See, look, you're funny. You don't need notes. <laughs> All right, and Emily, what are you whining about today? Wait, what are you whining? Is that what you whined about? Is us? Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> son, son of a bitch. Dick. <laughs> what am I whining about today? We'll never have anybody back on the show ever again. Never. You ruined it, James. <laughs> you were going to whine about... You're welcome. You I have so many things to whine about. Oh, yeah, the traffic. But... But... So, when is it bad, Emily? When is traffic bad? So I was supposed to be at Chelsea's house at 5.30, and I left at 5.10 in traffic. <laughs> and That's I okay, because I, like, I was like, I could use a nap. 6 p.m. I didn't mind. I was going to whine about the explosion in Houston. I'm pretty sure Houston is falling apart. I'm pretty sure that the so, world like, is falling apart. Everyone in Houston She didn't up. feel it at all. Yeah. The whole house shook, though. Um, a lot of people's houses, like, did you see, like, the windows are blown out? Yeah. And somebody texted me, and they're like, oh, I have to go check my roof for body parts to make sure there's no evidence and debris. What? Yeah. It actually ruined oh. some people's houses, yeah. Yeah, it, like, completely ruined. Two people are dead now. I'm sure we'll hear more about that So in there the was a lot of traffic in Houston, mostly because there's a part of Houston that's, like, cut off. Mm -hmm. Because there's always traffic in Houston, no matter rain or shine or explosions. I'm really... And that's my t-shirt for today. That's her t-shirt. She's not whining about the explosion because, sorry, if you lost a loved one, that's oh, really Oh, no, awful. the explosion... 
I am whining that there was even an explosion that that happened. Right. that sucks. It wasn't even at a place where but they were doing anything super dangerous either. They think that somebody started it. It's like they, they think it might have been arson. That's why no, if, there's de- mm-hmm. th- if there's like debris or anything, you're not supposed to touch it because it's evidence. I was I saw or I read that the police chief said they're investigating. A, there are criminal investigators coming out, yeah, but yeah, yeah. they don't think it's arson. They think it's like a propylene that thing but no that the fact that is that they are still checking to see if it's criminal because it wasn't a cut and dry is it arson or is it not well i guess they have to do that with every case they didn't do that over in baytown oh because it's chemical plant chemical plant chemical plant they're gonna explode also uh chemical plant's gonna explode Oh, well, I don't know money. what that means. Money. Money. Money, 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 yeah. That one's going to be really cool. All right. So we are talking about Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. Are we ready? Ready. Okay. Little Shop. Little Shop of Horrors. I printed out my Horrors. 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 Otherwise, we're Horrors. That's a big store of happiness. I. Yes. Little Shop of Horrors. Horrors. As opposed to big store of happiness. Is that on a t-shirt somewhere? Yes, Where do you get be. this stuff? This is his brain. This is oh me. Oh my gosh. James <laughs> contributed to the brain child that was Wines and Dolls because he sent a whole bunch of names and punny things. Ultimately, we landed on Wines and Dolls, which was my idea. You should but put all of those on a t-shirt for your Patreon well, members. The Sound of Bitters. Hey, the Sound of Bitters was, was a good one. That was yeah. still me. <laughs> all the other ones were yours. Bitters? Sound of Bitters was me, and Wines and Dolls was me, but then... James had a lot of good in-betweens. Um, so, Little Shop Horse. I've only ever seen it three times. That's, that's more than most. <laughs> Don't, no, but I've never been in it. And I saw it three times, all in the same year, all in Houston, Texas, because hey. everyone did it. This yep. past year? It was, well, I, it was like two years ago. But they were all, it wasn't all like Houston proper. So the first time I saw it was actually over up in SciFair at Stageworks. That's the one I was in. You saw me. Oh, I saw you? Um, well, they didn't actually have a plant, so I feel like I was missing out because the plant was a drag queen. Oh, it was, I thought it was brilliant. I mean, it was, it was good, but there was a drag queen, so I, I was like, the puppet's not, there's no puppet, which is something I probably would try and direct. Anyways. If you want so to see the puppet, have you ever seen the original 80s musical? Yeah. Like I mean, the, the movie? I haven't. That's actually. Let's talk, Steve. <clears throat> let, let no, no, talk, no. Let her talk Wait. James. Hold on. Then I saw it at CCT, um, and that's where I did see the plant. They had four urchins, and I think they were all white people. Typically. <laughs> um, I said the four whatchamacallits, and that's what I wrote on my piece of paper. And then I saw it at Stages, where it was in a thrust stage, and that was a beautiful production. But what I came out like learning about this musical was anyone who is playing the plant, Chelsea's spilling Andre right now, um, the, what I learned about the plant, though, is that the plant always has skinny legs. And I actually wrote, they must leave with an awesome ass from squats and great upper body strength. 
Would you say that's how you left when you played the plant, James? No, no. Uh... James has a great story about when he was the puppeteer. So, so I was a puppeteer in high school for a little shop of horrors. It was my second musical I was ever a part of. And of course my school, my school was poor. So they always reached out to the, the community to get yeah. uh, all of the, <clears throat> all of the props and everything like that. We built our own sets, but we always, you know, for a little shop, it's like, you have to have the puppet, you know? Yeah. The puppet. Well, unless it's a drag queen, but unless I guess in high school, queen, maybe but like do the drag queen. high school. Yeah. <laughs> High school in the 90s, you know, you were early 2000s. Early 2000s. So yeah. are you revealing your age to us? Yeah, a little bit. Anyway, so so they had reached out and they had gotten all of our plant costumes from other schools. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the one that we had gotten had been gently used is what they called it. <laughs> but it had been shoved in several different storage centers and had, you know, very honestly not been treated well. Um, and gently it, used poorly stored yes and <laughs> probably hard used not gently used because uh, it was gross hard used. Um, but also I think that the original one had been made by children because it was a 45 degree uh, triangular ramp and the plant the bottom of the plant mouth sat on the ramp and the um, top of the head was you know connected to that and the entire top of the head was chicken wire with like paper mache on top of it you know because that's super secure that's the best way to create anything is chicken wire and, and several of the, the chicken wire apparently over the years had been like kind of peeling away from the actual paper mache so they Ugh. untwisted the little wire knots just large enough to fit screws into them and then screwed it back into the actual paper mache <laughs> which as anybody <laughs> probably can guess is not super stable or sturdy in any way so we had had issues of like, I had this really big bar that ran across the back of the head and that was what I used to actually lift and manipulate the plant. And we'd had issues with like the plant head kind of would contract and move in weird ways. We get because like a crossbite. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 the, the, the two actually weren't hinged into each other. It was just two free moving parts. Yeah. But then also the chicken wire was pulling away from the actual paper mache. Awesome. So on closing night, the entire actual right side um, of the plant completely ripped off while I was in the middle of manipulating the head. And the chicken wire and several screws stabbed into my upper arm. I actually still have the scar somewhere. And I started bleeding profusely inside of the plant costume on closing night. And so I just said, screw it and let go of the bar, screw it. took my hands, and I braced the it. inside of the paper mache, and Ooh. I was just doing full body squats for the rest of the show. And the the bar itself had actually ripped off in the scene where I was about to eat Seymour, so I only probably had about like five minutes left of being on stage. Our director, who was in the audience after the show, came backstage and was like, hey, congratulations on, oh my gosh, what happened to your arm? Because there's blood everywhere and they're wrapping up my arm. And I was like, yeah, the entire inside of the thing ripped out. They went and they investigated. And Jeez. she came back and was like, well, they investigated. At, least, at least you couldn't tell from the audience side of things All right. that this thing fell apart. Thank you for sharing that terrible, awful story with us, James. I literally bled for the theater. 
You bleed for theater. High school directors, make sure your students don't bleed literally for the theater. I still imagine just like your blood dripping Dripping. from Audrey 2's mouth. Which is like like, Audrey drooling. drooling Audrey 2 is drooling blood. Wow, that cornstarch. Wow, how realistic. Wow. Wow. It wasn't that much. No, we're not. He got attacked by a tiger, and so now he has this really great scar on his arm. Yeah, it's, it's not really because he got sexy. screwed. He, he didn't get screwed by a plant. <laughs> Thank you so much, James, for that story. I'm going to go back. So I would say that you probably left that, that show with the beginnings of an awesome ass and a great upper body. I would agree. Chelsea would agree. Ah! Thank you, honey. Are you comfy? <laughs> Are you comfy now? Uh, yeah. For so everyone who is uh, very confused as to the sound bites you just heard, uh, our 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 couch has a electric recliner in it. It has an electric recliner, and now my feet are just above the table, but not quite touching the table. I love this. Thank you. You're welcome. The background stinkies up, and this is fine. Just ignore it. So the background on this show, um, the music is by no other than Alan Menken. Alan Menken. Duh. Um, and lyrics and book are by oh Howard God. Ashman. Now, James asked me if I had seen the original 1980s musical. Wrong. Wrong. It was actually not even a musical, though, in 1960s. Right? Right. You so, did the research. So they did, a, they did a remake. Yeah, it was just a black comedy, and it was a low-budget 1960s black comedy. Mm-hmm. And that's what they based it on, so when Alan Menken caught hold that they wanted to write this... Um, he made it in the style, so the music was in the style of the 1960s rock and roll doo-wop in early Motown. But it didn't actually premiere until, um, 1982 is when it was. Yeah, well, it's like the musical was, but it wasn't a movie yet. Yeah. That's the one with What's-His-Face. With, uh, um, Steve Martin and... Wait! What's the... I've got that. Let her do it. Let her do it. So... First, so they, they didn't premiere off, it was off, off Broadway that it premiered in uh, 1982. So I wrote down what off, off Broadway means for the kids out there. For off, me. off Broadway means it's a movement that began in 1958 as complete rejection of commercial theater. That was the idea. But um, off, off Broadway is theatrical productions in New York that are anti commercial and experimental or avant garde. And um, they're in theaters that are smaller than Broadway or off-Broadway, and they usually have fewer than 100 seats. I'm thinking, like, um, La Mama is off-Broadway, but I'm pretty sure it's considered off-off-Broadway. Okay, I don't know La, that La, is, La, okay. La Mama is... Anyways, they, there's some theater troops that do stuff there. But, um... So it premiered off-off-Broadway in 1982, but then it moved to the Orpheum Theater off-Broadway, where it did a five-year run. It wouldn't, I could not find what theater off-off-Broadway it was on. Probably torn down by this point. I have no idea. I, just, I couldn't find that anywhere. So if you know, let me know. But um, the musical was then also made after the five-year run. Um, it was, well, during, I guess, the five-year run. They made it into a movie of the same name. And it was 1986 they, they filmed it. And oh, that was year directed. before I was born. And now we know how old Chelsea is. You knew that before. I did. And that was directed by Frank Oz. So the off-Broadway... Is the wonderful Wizard of Oz? Frankly, <laughs> no. 
Cheers. Yay, plastic cheers. So, we're funny. funny. God. um, So, the off Broadway cast, the original cast, uh, Seymour. I never knew Seymour had a last name. Crowborn. Crowborn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't don't fucking know. Um, But it's Lee Wilkov. And then Audrey was Ellen Green. Mr. Mushnick was Hi Ansel. Oren narrator, Oren, I also didn't know Oren had a last name. Oren Scrivello. Scrivello. Mm -hmm. DDM. So Oren Scrivello. Slash narrator. Uh, He was also narrator in Wino number two. Customer, radio announcer, Bernstein, Mrs. Luce. Luce, yeah. Oh, ha, ha, okay, got it. (laughs) Skip Snip. And Patrick Martin, that was all Frank Lutz. Or Lutz. Frank Luz. It's it's Luz, L-U-Z. It's F-R-A-N-C L-U-Z. And that track can be played that way. I've seen it played other ways, but that track, it can be played in that That's track. actually, I think, one of the only characters. ways I've seen it. Really? Maybe. Oh, we didn't do it that way before. Or at Stageworks, we did not do it that no, way. No, you, because you had a lot of people. We had a lot of people in involved. Cast. Yeah. But when you pay people... You, you love to use them. So Blake Jackson was all those people. Oh, cool. He was wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chiffon was Marlene hey. Danielle, but she was only Chiffon for two weeks because then she was replaced by Leilani Jones. Jones. I know that name. And then Crystal uh, was, who? these are the urchins. Crystal was Jennifer Lee Warren, and then Renette was Sheila K. Davis. And then we it's have Ronette. Fuck. Of the Ronette. I don't fucking know. They are the Ronettes. Anyway, continue. I thought they were the urchins. They're the urchins, but when they're like dressed up and fancy, they're the Ronettes. Continue. Oh, same things I don't mm-hmm. fucking know. Audrey 2, the voice is Ron Taylor, and then the Audrey 2 manipulation, aka what James was, and Wino number one is Martin P. Robinson. He sings, Then you go downtown in the downtown song. That's Wino number one. Oh, is it? Yep. So, oh, I thought that was. I guess I thought that that was also the voice of Audrey too. It depends on depends the track. On, I guess. I guess it's who who they feel like they should be doing it. Um, I did write some down some notable productions of it. Uh, the more recent productions, which is the 2019 Off Broadway Revival, which Chelsea has pulled up on her phone right hey. now on Spotify. Okay. The previews began um, at the Westside Theater in September 17, 2019. And that is where our good old Jonathan Groff is Seymour. Um, Gideon Glick replaced him from November 5th to the 17th. And then we'll assume the role permanently January 21st, 2020. Oh, so he just huh. assumed it. Okay. Huh. Well, don't go, if you want to go see Jonathan Groff, don't is go see it. with What's-Her-Face as Audrey? Tammy Blanchard? No, yes. Tammy Blanchard is Audrey. Christian no, Borrell is Oren. And then you're thinking of something else. Tom Allen Robbins is Mr. Mushnick. And Michael Meyer directs in with the choreography by Eleanor Scott. Hmm. Lighting designer, Bradley King. Lighting design, I have been seeing projections and lighting design used more and more for this in production. Little Shop? Yeah, um, that was used in the original. I think Kevin Loney did the stages one. He's done a lot. He works yeah. with my friend up in yeah, New York. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then also the 2019 Pasadena Playhouse, which uh, opened September 17th and went through October 20th of 2019. So literally previews in New York 
for the revival as well as Pasadena opened literally on the same day. And that was directed by Mike Donahue, and the cast was actually George uh, Salazar as Zemore. Wow. Salazar as Zemore. <laughs> Zemore. I can't as, do it. It's because of the champagne. <laughs> it's it's like Andre's it. coming after my tongue. Um, George Salazar as Seymour, N.J. Rodriguez as Audrey, Amber Riley as Audrey too, love that, Kevin Chamberlain as Mr. Mushnick, and Matthew Wilkes as Oren. So Kevin Chamberlain, I just saw in Wicked, and he guess he moved over to Pasadena to do the show. I mean, they run through people in Wicked, like a like used business. tampon. <laughs> like a used tampon. I mean, they run through people That's... in Wicked, like last night's dinner. I, I was, mean, I, my immediate in... thought was soaking a tampon in the <laughs> oil. You're welcome. You will never get that out of your head. Jesus Christ. But um, do you know who MJ Rodriguez is? No. So MJ Rodriguez was in Poise. So you said something about Smash, but yeah. uh, she was in Poise. She is actually uh, known for her role as uh, Blanca Rodriguez Evangelista in Poise. Um, where she is among the largest cast of transgender actors to be starring a series. Is that in on a TV show? Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of Poise. I don't know if I've ever seen mm-hmm. it. It's a drama. All right. Um, Interesting. But she was also Angel in Rent, and that oh. was kind of her big show in, um, after uh, the transition. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's really cool. Um, nice. Yeah, Audrey. And then there's the film adaption that took place in 1986. It was directed by Frank Oz. And the writer was only noted as Howard Ashman. And that uh, starred Rick Moranis as Seymour. And then Ellen Green from uh, the Off-Broadway production as Audrey. Vincent Gardenia as Mr. Mushnick. Steve Martin as Oren. uh, Strivello, DDS. Not DDM. DDS. DDS. That's right. You're right. And the voice of oh, Levi Stubbs as Audrey, too. Also, Bill Murray played the small comic roles. Yeah, he came um, into the dentist. Yeah, he has a. The, Bill Murray played the small comic role of the masochist. The masochist. Yeah. Arthur Denton. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Actually, there was two endings that they had. Yes, the film ending is different. Yeah, well, the film ending was different, but then they read, but they had filmed both of them, and then they switched to the original ending. The original ending was restored and released in the film as the director's cut in 2012. Um, A new song for Audrey 2, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. Uh Uh-huh. Where did our mean red? Did you just come up it, with that? He no, came up. because I it was mean I've, green. No, I've heard the musical and like I've heard the stuff and Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. That's the song. original name of the song. So, so she, it's a red mean. one, so it was Mean Red Mother from. Uh, it was bad. Yeah, bad reference up. to so, the musical. Yes. Well, no, Mean Green Mother from Outer Space is not in the musical. It's a new. It it's was a in, new song. It's in the music, or it's in the. It's in the, the movie. It's in the, the film. Movie. That the was film. like so. If you've seen the film after 2012, yeah. you saw it with the new. And it goes, I'm it a mean in, green mother from outer space, and I'm bad. It was in the old bad. one as well, because I remember seeing that in the original one. They changed the ending for the 2012 director's release, but Mean Green Mother was always in the movie. Not in huh. the musical, though. Not in the musical, not the onstage musical. It's not on the onstage musical. Uh, you don't really know what the plant is I in the onstage see. musical, and in the movie they wanted to tell people it was an alien. My yeah. So my that's what that song. Are... Well, you find out it's an alien in the end of the stage musical. Sort of. Yeah. That makes oh, sense. But it was okay. nominated for the Academy Award for Best Original Song. 
I feel like that's like yeah. a generator song. You put all the best songs into a generator yeah. and it spits that shit out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So that's what I've got. Good job. And with that, do we take a short break? Short break. I have to go to the bathroom. Not a tall break. Bye-bye. Short break. So the new garage band has like a metronome. Also, I'm going to take my notes and I'm going to... Oh. Oh. And I'm going to... Just straight oh, up through her nose. Clean it up later. Right. No. Clean it up. No. Celeste doesn't get home until Sunday. I know. I have until Sunday to clean it up. Yeah. Your foot. I know. I know where my foot is. Okay. <laughs> it's my turn to talk now. Wait. No, it's not because. Shit. <laughs> You'll never be your turn. Damn it. James leaves. Drink. Oh, that's it. Um. So, one of the reasons we're doing Little Shop this week is because. <sighs> My good friend, Mr. Andy Lecture, in Greenville, South Carolina, don't stalk him, asked me to be in his wedding party. Aww. I know, right? And it, his uh, musical that means the most to him is Little Shop of Horrors. And I texted Chelsea, and I was like, do you know Little Shop? Because I don't. She's like, yeah. I was like, do you want to do Little Shop? She's like, sure, because it was this or Cats. We chose We this. decided this. <laughs> <laughs> We, and, neither of us wanted to see the new movie, movie, so sorry. Um, and so I told Andy, because he hasn't listened to the podcast yet, that I would give him the answer on the podcast. So Andy, I'm going to tell you that I may or may not be in your wedding party at the end of the podcast. You have to listen you have and to wait. Listen now. You have to watch. You have to listen to the whole thing. You know, I had that like whole thing scripted out in my head and it just delivered it completely wrong you know what it's that's what alcohol does so welcome to alcohol and musicals right now also known as wines and dolls. wines and dolls <laughs> and with that we're talking about little shop of horrors i thought i'd play the beginning here Andre, okay. This is bad conductor. This is one of the most overdone musicals in musical theater, musical theater history, <laughs> musical theater history. But I got, it. I just love it. I've been in the show twice. I've never played Audrey. Little Shop of Horrors is the most overdone musical in the history of musical theater. I gotta say, it's done by all the high schools. I did it in high school. Um, I have never played Audrey. I would just like to sit on that for a second. Hey, Chelsea, never... what role do you want to play? Audrey. Do you want to be... Audrey. Yeah. In... Little Shop of Horrors. You want to be... Audrey? Okay. Yeah. I think she wants to be Audrey. I think so. But I gotta say, I have learned several other tracks in Little Shop. I've really, really enjoyed my time doing Little Shop. I would love to someday be... Audrey. What? <clears throat> Audrey. Two? Nope. Audrey the original. Yeah. The blonde. The dumb blonde. I so, thought she was redheaded. No, she's... Supposed to be blonde. She's like described oh. as dumb blonde. So this musical is described as a quote unquote horror rock comedy. Act one. We're gonna start act one. Off stage there's a voice. That <gasps> oh. after that drum roll thing. James and the ladies. No, he's gone. Drink. 
Uh, the drum roll happens and the ladies start singing. The Ronettes at this point start to sing. They're the urchins, the three urchins. Uh, and it opens with him telling us uh, this offstage voice that the human race is going to face a deadly threat. So already we have set you up for something fun, right? And that voice is usually also the voice of the plant. Oh. So irony here, I guess. Mm. Um, so I, I did this in high school, mm. so, but I also did it with Stageworks, the one that Emily saw a few years ago that yeah. she, saw, she thought it was weird that we had a drag queen. I never said it was weird. I thought it was interesting, but it was also my first exposure oh. to Little Shop. And like, I liked the modern dancing. In our production at Stageworks, we had, instead of a puppet, instead of actually in the show, in the musical, they use four different puppets of different sizes. Instead, we used a human and had him uh, as a drag queen. So this drag queen would add green tentacles. So we had dancers that would connect to each other and um, add on and add on. And we had, we had more and more dancers in green suits basically adding on to a drag queen that was the voice of Audrey too in that version. So it was a really interesting different concept, but I can see being put off by it if you haven't seen it. it with the puppet. Exactly. If you haven't seen it with a puppet originally, this was a new take on it. Honestly, kind of like the drag queen. I do too. Taylor Fisher was a beautiful drag queen. I thought our director was was really brilliant with that thought. It wasn't the first time I'd seen something like that, though. I will be honest. I saw a production of Little Shop in Boston at the conservatory um, when I went up for an audition years ago. And a friend of mine, Trey Harrington, and I went and saw it together. And it was really good. Very well done. it was a student production directed by a student, and it was a little girl who stood in a potted, not a little girl, but she was a college student dressed in um, a little girl clothing with pigtails. That's how the plant started off. She stood inside of a pot. And huh, that was, so really that was Audrey cute. too. Yeah, yeah, really cute. And then that girl, as she ate people, they dressed in green and they became the tentacles like we were in mm. stage works and they they connected to her and she became sexier and sexier throughout the production by the end she had like clothes hanging off of her she was wearing glittery red it was like the drag queen that we had that's at the really end. neat i thought that was a really yeah. really cool production and she could belt her face off so yeah, she did she, it well she's like you i don't you're a little girl mm, who can belt her face off i don't know about that but thank you so we've got this opening and then the girls, um, the Ronettes is what they're called, but they're also known as the street urchins. There's this reality of these three women who are supposed to be African-American females who are the, like, a 60s doo-wop group. Um, the, like Motown. Like Motown, mm-hmm. yes, thank you. Motown um, the Supremes, basically. Mm-hmm, they are the, mm-hmm. the Ronettes. Anyway, the Ronettes come in, and they're dressed beautifully, and they're helping tell the story with this voice behind them. Then we get, it goes right into it, the next song, Little Shop of Horrors. Or, well, it's the same song, but they are singing Little Shop of Horrors. So it's, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite part, too. I like that part. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, it is, it is so much fun. I love it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Uh, the other version just usually goes a little faster. I just, mm-hmm. I love it so much when they slow it down. Um, 
So they tell us about how there's something creepy that's about to happen. You better sit back and relax and watch and have a great time. Then we open up the actual scene to the town, um, to Skid Row. This is Skid Row. And we're introducing all these characters. It's also called Downtown. Um, and we are introduced to Seymour Krellborn, a wiry, nerdy flower shop worker in Skid Row. Uh, when I did it at Stageworks, it was Taylin. That's why I went, was because of Taylin. Because Taylin, That's yeah. actually why I went. Hey, Taylin. Alarm. Alarm. Goes, goes up at seven. seven. Yeah. The, the logical word. <laughs> yeah. Right. The seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So we meet, we meet. Seymour Krellborn, who will always be Taylin to me. Which oh, I'm about wow. to do a show with Taylin. Two shows with Taylin. I'm really excited. Oh, you're doing Masterclass and Flat Stanley. And Flat Stanley. Yeah, baby. And then we're introduced also to Audrey, who sings the the song Skid Row from her point of view um, about how all the guys are jerks to her and mm. she's she's treated really badly. Maybe it's because she talks like this and she always plays victim. No, no, we can't discriminate against people's voices, <sighs> but we can discriminate against people who play victim. She definitely plays victim. Like I, as much she as puts I wanna... herself into those situations. She... But maybe she's not smart enough to get out of it. She's just not smart. She's just not smart. She puts herself into bad situations. She doesn't know how to get out of them. Um, But maybe that's like all she knows. And that's not her fault. Which I think is what she sings about. In? Later. Later. Maybe. I'm jumping again. She uh, she just... Oh, is this when they sing... um... I'm just being a dick because you do that whenever I, I record. Do, yeah. You always go, is that when they is do? That is this do? when, uh, do you feel to sue me? Do you want to build Don't get ahead of me, bitch. That's what you, just, that's what you say to me when I, I get ahead of you. So in downtown, you meet everybody in the show. Yeah. You yeah, meet yeah. all the chorus members who end up being like, wino I'm, number one. I know. Two. Actually, wino number two, I think is one of my favorite parts <laughs> in the show. I, don't, I think it's Wino it's number one. Who, it's no, Wino number two is always the person. Isn't it Wino number one or one? One of the Winos is the one who ends up in the puppet for the rest of the show. Yes, and so that person always it's the person hilarious. who plays. <laughs> maybe it is the person who plays the voice of Audrey, who is Wino number one. They are called Wino number one because they pop out of the garbage can in the very beginning of the song and go. Then you go. So it's the bass, yeah. It's the bass. You know, so that ends up true being... True bases you actually get. Yeah, and then it, it ends up being the voice of Audrey, too, yeah. for the rest of the show. So we've got winos. We've got people on Skid Row. Skid Row is called Skid Row because, like, Skid Mark of, you know... I don't know if that's why it's called Skid Row, but I think of it as, like, people. the Skid Mark well, of the town. Skid Rows so of... It is Skid Rows in every town, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, like, the Skid Mark of the town. It's not a great place to be. You don't want to be there. Skid so, Marks skid mark are a poopy term. That go on well. your underwear. Here, I'll play a little. Skid Row. So you're just talking about how bad Skid Row is. Poor. So, oh my Seymour, Seymour introduces him. Everybody gets to introduce themselves. Basically, Seymour and Audrey introduce themselves. Yeah. Everybody gets to sing in it. Everyone is in this in this number. It's a great number. Um, such a great number. And then we meet. So we meet Audrey, the pretty dumb blonde, who also works at the flower shop with Seymour. And Seymour is in love with her. We find out it's a it's a secret love. <gasps> And Seymour and Audrey both work for Mr. Mushnick, who's the owner of the flower shop. He is cranky. 
Jewish <gasps> flower shop owner. It is never said that Mushnik is Jewish, but it is implied in one of the songs that he sings yeah. because it's a very, um, what is, the, what is the type of music that you hear? Uh, Yiddish? Not even It Yiddish. has like that, um, da, 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 that da, it's a it, Fiddler. Fiddler on the Roof-esque um, type of music. This is kind of the... Uh, hold on, wait. Hold on, wait. I'm, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know. I don't know what it's called either. Uh, uh, no, I do know what it's called. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Klezmer. It's very Klezmer-esque. So Mushnik is is what's the type of song? Klezmer. Jew. Uh, he's Jewish, and so that it's very Klezmer-esque. K L. Or it's like Klezmer is what? Klezmer band is the type of music that you hear at a Jewish celebration. But they don't actually explicitly say that Mushnik is Jewish. They don't. No. I don't think so. But the, a lot of times he's played that way, which is which is great. I love. I love the music that is in that song that he sings. It's very klezmer-esh, very Fiddler on the Roof-esque. So, um, Seymour, at the end of downtown, talks to Mr. Mushnik and is bringing Mushnik, we've been drinking, and has found a mysterious plant during the total eclipse of the sun, bing! So there's a whole song about how he finds this plant. I want to point out the that song. they probably know we've been drinking. Whatever. <laughs> She's really been tricky. So the song that Seymour is talking about, it's my favorite song in the whole show. Are you ready for what What's it's called? What's it called? called? It's called Dadoop. Shocking. You remember that total eclipse of the sun a couple of weeks ago? Dadoop. So that's my favorite song in the whole show. Oh it was so much my favorite song in the whole show that I actually made my email address. Chelsea Dadoop. It was dadoop at gmail.com. It was actually, it was changdadoop at gmail.com for a long time. That was my old email address. It is no longer active. So don't try to email me at changdadoop. But part of what they say is I found it. Seymour says, I found this old mysterious plant in the, the, uh, a Chinese store in, in this weird place in downtown. And they say, changdadoop, the, the background singers, the, sh the Ronettes sing Doop. Anyway, they're just doing dadoops and like nopsy-doo and good for you. So they're just like background to what he's saying. And they're, it's a really cute song. My, like, my mind keeps Dadu. going to Family Guys. Uh, they make a joke about it in one of the episodes. Probably. I mean, Family Guys Shocking. makes They make a joke about everything. like Little Shop, I think, like across four or five different episodes. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked by that. So... He finds this mysterious plant. Seymour finds this mysterious plant and during a total eclipse of the sun. Total eclipse of, of the, the sun. Nope. Total no, eclipse of the sun. Bing! Turn around. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he brings it back to... God damn it. <sighs> so he brings it back You're to Mushnik's so shop. She's so funny. Seymour brings Wrong. back this plant, this mysterious plant to Mr. Moshnik's shop after he finds it and uh, puts it in the window. And Moshnik's like, that thing is so weird. It's so strange. There's no way that that's going to like get us. It's not going to like get any, any notice. No one wants that. Nobody wants that thing. And then as soon as he says it, this guy walks in and like repeats what he just said. And he's like, oh, what's that mysterious and strange plant in the window? He's like, nobody wants a mysterious, strange plant. And he walks in and he's like, oh, what's that mysterious and strange plant in the window? I just must have it. Oh, you know what? While I'm here, let me buy 12 dozen roses. So 
business starts to pick up because this mysterious plant is in the window and and things start to go well and Seymour is like okay 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 he like he tells his whole story in the opening song about how he's always been poor and he's always lived on on the floor of this plant (laughs) shop and Mushnik never adopted poor but like mushnik never adopted him he just like brought this kid in and basically used him for slave labor so mushnik is not a good guy in this show he's not supposed to be a good guy he's very motivated by money motivated by money yes i am too Uh, same (laughs) same Speaking of which, Patreon members, if you would like to become okay, we're gonna say that. If for you would like to become a Patreon member, you can watch. We're motivated all of this by money. Film. Hi. Hey. So <laughs> we're moving on. Seymour um, is told by Mushnik in that moment. Oh my God, you have to take care of this plant. It's bringing people in. So he's like, okay, cool. And then immediately the plant wilts. And this is puppet number one. This is a teeny puppet where Seymour can, uh, no, he puts the puppet down on a table typically and you put your hand, like there's a a puppeteer who puts their hand up through the table and controls the plant. And it just kind of wilts, it goes down. So this puppet thing, this little plant wilts. And Mushnik says, you've got to take care of this. Close up the shop and blah, blah, blah. You do nothing but take care of this plant, do it. So everybody leaves. And Seymour sings, grow for me. And I'm gonna, here, I don't know. Yes, okay. So he's singing to the plant, which he's singing to the plant, which many of us do. Do I need to go check? I don't know. They're fine. They're okay. <sighs> that scared me. Sorry. So Seymour is trying to get this plant to come back to life because Mushnik has basically said, you need to make this happen. It's wilting. You need to take care of it. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I've been trying to take care of this thing for weeks and it's just not happening. Uh, It doesn't respond to water. It doesn't respond to anything. And then he pricks himself on some roses and starts to bleed. And he like sucks on his finger like, like that, like we all do whenever we get Poked. No, I usually start just bleeding. go smear on somebody. I smear. Okay. <laughs> Same. Same. I'm like, let's be blood buddies. <laughs> That's how diseases That's are how spread. diseases happen. So he's like sucking on his finger, going, <laughs> trying to suck the blood off of his finger. And all of a sudden the plant comes to life and starts going, Me? sucking at, at him. Like mine? 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 mine. It's like mine. Olivia down there. Mine? 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 So he realizes what the plant wants is the blood from his finger. So he starts to like put it over the plant and he's like, oh, okay, this is what you want. I'll give you a few drops if that'll appease. Now please, oh, 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 please grow for me. So that's what's going on in that, in that number at the end. And so as soon as he's done feeding the plant, he leaves and then this magical music happens and the plant grows a little bigger. So this puppet, the hand goes up through the table and the plant gets a little bit bigger. Then we cut to the next scene, which is uh, back in the shop. And sorry, I have to look at my notes. 
And then the the Ronettes, I keep wanting to call them the chiffons because I love chiffon. And no, it's the Ronettes. It's, it's the They're other singing, girl. it's the other girl. They're singing, you never know. Donna goes to show, you never know. So it's kind of a Caribbean style song. I'll play it a little bit for you. Let me go forward. Oh, that's right. So Seymour goes on the radio. I forgot. Seymour yeah, he gets like radio. super famous, gets, right? Yeah, he's getting well, he's getting famous. About as famous as we'll as not, we will be. We are not right now. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> he gets a little famous right now, just a little bit, like within his community. And then the urchins, the Ronettes, they are in street clothes at this point. They are the urchins, like sitting on the stoop and stuff, hanging out, skipping school, and. And they're like, Seymour, you were so good on the radio. And Audrey's like listening to him on the radio. And then she has to go meet her boyfriend, who we'll meet in just a second. So they're singing. They're like, ooh, don't you don't go to show. You never know how Seymour was in a slump. And now he's no longer a chump. He's uh, no longer batting zero. He's a hunk, you know, and like all this stuff. So it's... <laughs> Screw him! Oh, so good. So, don't I gotta show you never know? Oh. So, anyway, they're singing. I didn't do that well. That was, I mean, I like Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, uh, he gets some praise in this song, and then he runs into Audrey. And Audrey is, eh, she's dreaming. She's a dreamer. She's talking about, wow, wouldn't it be nice if I had, and I'm not the only one. She, they're talking about their perfect future, and she's talking about how she wants to live somewhere. That's red? No. That's purple? Maybe. Or is it green? It's green. It's somewhere <laughs> that's green, which I didn't have any sour apple candy mixer for our drinks tonight. I guess we could put some of those uh, Sour Patch Oh, I guess things. we could. <laughs> then we would make it a drink somewhere that's green drink. Ooh. Fuck. Okay. Trademark. Trademark. Ours. Don't take it. Anyway. I'm writing it down. So, she sings somewhere that's green, which is foreshadowing for the end of the show. It's foreshadowing. Whoa. Yeah. She wants to live somewhere that's green. <gasps> what she's talking about is oh. she wants... I know. I'm so brilliant. Oh, my gosh. I never... Oh, I saw my it idea. Times, I had no fucking idea. Mm. So she's talking about somewhere that's green, which may I say, Kristen Malachowski... I can't say your name when I'm drinking. You know, I... Kristen played Audrey. Her. Yeah. She. That's why you think Audrey is a redhead, because the first time you saw it, she was a redhead, because that's Kristen. Kristen was brilliant. That girl can act like yeah. no one's business. She oh, is brilliant. Don't cut that. Let her know that. Kristen, She's brilliant. you are a brilliant actress. Just so good. So good. So good. Like, I would probably have a little bit of a hard time playing, like, balancing the dumb and the sexy and the... the really? The fun. No, yeah. no, really. It's it's a lot... It's It would make me anxious to play sexy because I don't think of myself as sexy. I think of myself as cute. But she's also like this hilarious sexy. So it's someone who's like, is stands on stage and people are like, oh, that's sexy. But then when she tries to be, it's almost funnier. If, I don't know. I, I can see why she was anxious. Try, and she was like, 
she's like she is entering a role to be objectified or whatever. Yes, yeah. and that that is not comfortable to mm-hmm. to enter that role to be objectified as Audrey. That's a great way to put it. Thank you. To enter that role as Audrey should be objectified as a dumb blonde is would create a lot of anxiety in me. So she's saying somewhere that's green, which is foreshadowing again. Guess why? The trucked house that we share. This is somewhere that's green. Well, so she's singing somewhere that's green. I want like the picket fence. I want the house. I want the husband. I want the kids. You know, all of that. That's her somewhere that's green. Her ending somewhere that's green is not what you think. So then. Audrey, too, at this point, has gotten a little bigger. When we did it at Stageworks, I was in a green morph suit. <laughs> I know. That's why you didn't recognize me. I don't know me. how much your budget was for those morph suits, but damn. It was... There was a lot of them on stage. A lot of morph suits. You saw a lot of things Carlos on stage. Carlos was in that, too. I think I did know that. That's the first time I ever worked with Car- Carlos Guzman. He's a beautiful dancer, and he lifts me. I did pull a butt muscle once, but he did a great job of helping me recover from it. Butt muscle. Butt muscle. I pulled my butt muscle. You did a stretch. Anyway, so the plan is getting bigger at this point. So there's another puppet. There's like four puppets in total. At, uh, at this point, the plant's a little bigger in the original Broadway production. When we get into Closed for Renovations, and this is one of my favorite songs. I'm not going to play it, but I just love it because it's it's sort of a patter song. We're closed for renovations. <laughs> so then we learn about a new character, <gasps> Oren Scrivello. DDM? You said DDM, and then I said DDS, and DDS? in your notes you say DDR. I don't, I didn't do it right. DDR? Oren Scrivello, DDS. He's, he's a dentist. He's Audrey's boyfriend, and she, after, after uh, they sing, ooh, excuse me, Close for Renovations, Seymour gets a little bit like on the 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 brave side, and he says, "Hey, you wanna like go hang out or something?" She's like, "Oh, thanks Just for inviting." Like oh, hey, you're here. And she's like, "Just dropped." And then halfway. she's like, <laughs> "Well, Audrey's like, oh, I can't. I gotta meet my boyfriend. His name's Orange Scrivello, TDS." But that was excellent. Thank you. you. Should go on your like. Thank you. Vocal. What, what is that? Voiceover reel. My voiceover yeah. reel. Orin yes. Orin. So she has to call him Orin Scrivello DDS. That's his full name. DDS is the the like no, the the not the numbers. numbers. <laughs> the, the, it's, it's the ABCs for dentists. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Child. So it's been an alcohol day. It's so anyway, he's a dentist. He's alcohol day. I'm sorry. So we learn now that Audrey has a boyfriend uh, and he bitches with boyfriends we learn also that he's abusive (gasps) he's a motorcycle rider which i'm not saying all motorcycle (gasps) riders who wear leather are abusive i'm not saying that but he is and he loves to cause pain so when we meet Oren Scrivello, he sings a little bit about being a dentist and how he is a sadist and he likes to cause this pain let me see if I can find Much it. Much like all dentists. Ooh. Stop. When I was younger, just a bad little kid, my mama noticed funny things I did. This is Christian Borrell. Like shooting puppies with a BB gun. 
He's bashing his head. Ooh, that's what my mama said. What did she say? Okay, I'm just gonna skip. You'll be a dentist. Son, be a dentist. You'll be a success. Serious girls, the leader of the plaque. Anyway, he's a dentist, obviously, and the chiffon, the, oh my god, the Ronettes help him sing about the being chiffonettes. A the chiffonettes. So when we did at Stageworks, when we did this show, Derry Heron was our dentist. I remember Derry. Derry had so much energy on stage at any moment. It you just you couldn't control it. It was brilliant. He was so brilliant as the dentist. Loved it. So he's this terrible character though. Just an abusive, sadistic dentist who wants to cause pain to everybody who comes into his office or anybody who he's in a relationship with. Mm. Um, Audrey. So, um, everybody has seen this guy, and he was played by Steve Martin in the movie, which was hilarious. I'm sure. So, just fucking hilarious. Have you seen not the movie? Seen it? <gasps> I've seen, I've Yo, seen a cut of oh Ellen. Is that her name? The one who played Audrey. I remember seeing her because she's like six feet tall and she kind of, um, she forged the path for Audrey's to be not your typical um, cookie cutter musical theater actor. She was like a very tall woman. Yeah. She did kind of not a strange voice. Sing well. It, and it was great. And, it but she well. could act the shit out of it. Yeah. And so she kind of paved the way for people who are not your, who are not, who are not chorus line. Mm. So, so, um, he picks her up on the bike mm -hmm. and is like pushing around saying, get on the bike woman. And, and he, she doesn't, she calls him Oren. She doesn't call him by his full name. So he gets real pissed off. He's like, what's my name? She's like, Oren Scornello, TDS, TDS, TDS. Anyway, so he's like really shaming her mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and Seymour's watching this whole thing and he's like, oh, I hate it when... I hate that he's treating her that way. And but before Oren gets on his bike and leaves with her for her date for their date, um, Oren talks to um, Seymour and says, "Wow, that plan is like really making you famous. You should like take off and get out of this this scum hole." Really, he knows that Seymour could potentially be a threat to his relationship with. Audrey, so he's mm -hmm. trying to get him out of the way. But, I mean, really, I don't know if he knows how much of a threat Seymour could be. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, he just doesn't like Seymour. So he's trying to get him out of the way. What little he knows about him, he thinks he's just a nerd. Um, nerd. Nerd. But he's just, like, in his way. So mm -hmm. he's like, yeah, you should take that plant and you should go. Mushnik overhears this and says, oh, shit. I'm going gonna, gonna to lose all the fame and fortune if Seymour leaves with this plant. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to adopt Seymour as my son. Because I'm a selfish bastard. He, he is a selfish bastard. So, he, in order to keep Seymour around, he sings this song to him about, Would you like to be my son? What's his sound? What's it called? Kind of klezmer. Very Fiddler on the Roof. So 
So he's he's trying to it's a it's a business merger is what he's going for. Mushnik invites Seymour to be his son. Basically, it's a business merger for him. He's saying, "Be my son. I'm going to officially adopt you. You've been sleeping on the floors of my <gasps> my flower shop for years." This is not like a cabinet a cupboard under the stairs. That's basically what Seymour is, yeah. is Harry Potter. He is Harry Potter. He is Harry Potter, he's except he has no powers. And he's not the chosen one. He's not the chosen and one. And I think, don't they all die? Um, spoiler alert. <laughs> so Seymour says, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, be my son. So he convinces him. Mushnik convinces Seymour to be his son, be his business partner. And now it's Mushnik and son is the name of the flower shop. So now half of what Mushnik owns, Seymour owns. Half of what Seymour owns, Mushnik owns. <gasps> So Seymour can't go anywhere. So half of the plan is owned by Mushnik. So then Seymour uh, goes over to Audrey later in the evening to feed Audrey, but he doesn't have any more blood in his finger. And he said, I'm sorry, maybe I'll try to get you a hunk of meat later on, to, later tonight. I'll, I'll see what I can do. And then we find out that Audrey too, which I don't think I mentioned was named for Audrey, the girl that he's mm-hmm, in love mm-hmm. with, duh. Audrey too can talk. Audrey can talk. There's a new song in here, and I don't know what it is. Sudden changes. Sudden changes, huh? I don't know this. I'll song. make it. I feel like he's like, oh, this needs a new song. Seems like uh, everything he's done recently has a new song. I'm his son. Sudden changes surround me. Oh, I remember this. Oh, it's like an interlude. Anyway, he's all excited about killing it. He's excited. I forgot about that song. He's excited about being Mushnik's son and then finds out that Audrey 2 can talk. What the fuck? And Audrey 2 is saying, I need you to feed me more than just blood. Nibbler. More than just your blood. I need you to feed me a lot of blood <gasps> if you want me to grow big, bitch. Basically is what Audrey 2 says demands blood and promises all of Seymour's dreams will come true if he delivers. Seymour refuses, but then witnesses Audrey's boyfriend, Oren, beating her up in the alleyway and says, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, I think I'm going to give you what you want. And they have this really cool duet at the end of Feed Me. So it starts, it starts off with the plant saying, you need to feed me. And he's like, no, I don't know. Sexual. Ooh. That's right, boy. Mm. You can do it. So it starts off real sexual. At the end, he's like, I don't know. And then he sees Oren beating up Audrey in the alleyway, and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna. I know where I can get you some. Get some, you some blue. something fresh. It's my favorite favorite part. So anyway, I wanted some like dream on sequence dream on! somehow. Dream on! Dream on! That's anyway, hi A. That's what I wanted. Thank you. Thank you. So Seymour says, yeah, okay, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna I'm gonna kill Orin and I'm gonna feed him to you because he's a bad guy. So the plant the plant says because this guy is beating women, you can justify killing him. So he justifies murder. I mean I'd be okay with it too. Orin's not a good guy. So we are not promoting murder. We're also not on, promoting we're not promoting women getting Beaten. I'm fixing the couch, sorry. If you need to reach out to us about that kind of thing, please email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. So, we will help you. Um, Oren is in for it, basically. Yeah. So, they've just justified, the plant has convinced Seymour to kill Orin and has justified it. So, Seymour sets up an appointment with the dentist, with Orin, like, as an appointment. Like, I'm going to go get my teeth fixed. And he goes to Orin's office later in the evening, and he pulls out a gun on him <gasps> once he gets in his office. Nobody else is around, of course, because it's later in the evening. Yeah. Pulls out this gun, and Orin's like, what are you going to do? You're gonna kill me. <laughs> he's he's like, just like that. What, what are you gonna, gonna do? do? You're he gonna sticks kill his, me? his like top teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Orin's not threatened. Duh. So he's like, hold on. Let me just look in your mouth. And he looks in Seymour's mouth and he's like, whoa, this is gonna take all day. This is like, he's getting turned on by how awful Seymour's teeth are. And let's remind ourselves here that. Seymour's poor. He's never been to a dentist before. This is the reason why I'm afraid of the dentist is because I also am poor. <laughs> I don't want the dentist to look at my mouth you, and say, You know, the de Whoa. Like, dental insurance is $20 a month, right? It's 10 but I and I did it last year. It was just not worth it to me. Anyway, so... I have great teeth. Oren is so excited. I do too. Oren is so excited to work on Seymour's mouth. He's like, you know what this calls for? A little bit of nitrous. <gasps> so he goes, he is addicted to this laughing gas and he puts this mask on. And I got to tell you in high school, we couldn't figure out a design for the laughing mask. So I gave them my, I used to get bronchitis all the time and I would have to take, um, what was called as like a uh, breath treatments or breathing treatments and I would have to put this mask over my face. It was like a nebulizer. Was, nebulizer. Yeah. It was yeah. like connected to a big machine yeah, though. Yeah. 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 So I would do this nebulizer. So I was like, well, I have a nebulizer at home. We could like use that and, and trick it out. So we did. And the guy who, this, this guy who sold us our nebulizer, he knows what they are. He came to the show and he was like laughing the whole time. Cause he's like, yeah, that's, that's not going to kill you. So anyway, it's like water vapor, it's like water vapor basically. <laughs> he's like, that's not going to kill you. So Oren puts this mask on and it gets stuck on his head. He can't mm -hmm. get it back off. And so Seymour does nothing. He watches Oren suffocate to death while he laughs himself to death. And so he just had like a fishbowl. I don't remember what we had for him, but I know Sam made a prop that went over his Probably. head that got stuck. Yeah. So um, it was fun. And I, I love that part because actually the plant came out and we took Oren and we pulled him across the stage once he had died. We kind of like did this push-pull thing with him as he was dying. So it was fun. And he he's laughing through the whole song as he's talking about how, hey, I'm about to die. <laughs> this is song no, but really, it's did. just the gas. This, I, you got to take this off of me. It's called Now, also just the gas. So he's like, take it off of me now. I'm just laughing because of the gas. Please don't be... Um, don't don't be 
fooled by my laughter, I really am in danger here. I'm going to die. So I'm not going to play it, but it's a, it's a funny song. So he dies. Oren dies in his dental office and Seymour didn't have to do anything wrong. So technically he's not in the wrong. Mm -mm. So he chops up Oren's body parts. Puts it in a bag. No, no, no. He didn't kill him, though. He just chopped him up. He just chopped up the body that he... Okay. It's like finding... um, I I can't really compare it to anything. So he found his... He just happened to find this dead body in a dental office. a loaf of bread. Yeah. You're just going to take it. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) So so he took his loaf of bread named Oren and chopped it up into pieces. Loaf of bread. DDS. DDS. And fed it to his plan, Audrey too. And evening. that is the end of Act One. Is Audrey two eating Oren? Creepy thing to be happening. Amen. Yep. I think. I don't remember who played who, but our in Stageworks version we had Morgan Montgomery was one of them. I remember her. Um, Amanda Hart Bassett, love, love you, and um, oh Marianne Williams. It was Marianne Williams. I, yeah, it was yeah. Three. Shout out, girl. She is killing it in New York. Shout out. So she was fucking fantastic in that show. Fantastic in everything she does. Um. So moving on. That is the end of Act One. We feed the plant, and then the curtain closes. Well, bam, and now Emily has to go to the bathroom. Perfect. Bye. Hi. Welcome back. I just ate half a bag of candy. Oh, there's wheat in this. Shit. Shit. Okay. My bad. Did you check this to see if there's wheat in it? There probably is. Ah, Emily's gonna have bad poops. Okay, before we get into Act 2 of Little Shop of Horrors, we need to cheers our Patreon members. Yeah! We have Julia Hardy. Thanks, Mom. Hey. And we have a new Patreon member, Noah! Hey, Noah! Noah! Thank you, Noah, and thank you, Julia, for your continued support as I eat my candy, which Patreon (laughs) did not pay for. We're putting Patreon monies towards other things. I know. I'm so excited to launch our website. It might be launched by when, um, by uh, when this, by the time this comes out. Oh, maybe, maybe next week. It'll depend on how busy I am this week. It'll happen. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're getting our website. Woohoo! Thank you guys. Thank Thank you. you so much. Okay. Act two. Act two. Little shop of horrors. Little shop. Little shop of horrors. That's what I call the bathroom. The Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> Meh. Meh. Especially after I eat gluten. So we start off with this fun little song. Oh my gosh. What the fuck just happened? They were all talking on phones. So they have so many orders, they just can't keep up because the plant is so popular and it's gotten even bigger now at this point in 
in intermission, we changed the plant to this gigantic puppet, like James talked about being inside of. So we've gone through with like skinny legs. With skinny legs, we've gone through like four puppets. This is like the third or fourth puppet now. So this puppet's huge, and it's taken up most of the stage space. Um, and the plant shop is big and it's bustling. It, they just can't handle all the stuff. So they sing the song, Call Back in the Morning. Call Back in the Morning, will you? Call Back in the Morning. That's the one that you like with all the poems. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a really great song. I love it. Um, so Audrey confides in Seymour that she feels kind of guilty about Warren disappearing um, because she wanted it to happen. Because he's a bad guy. She wanted it to happen. And then they both admit their feelings for each other in the song... Suddenly Seymour, the most iconic song from this show. breaking her computer. I'm so. watching the Jesus. lines just okay. explode. Sorry, I won't. Chelsea's the one saying that when she was listening to this on a road trip, it's cute. she had wow. to turn up and down the volume. It's and I'm my like, fault. that's because of me. because <laughs> <laughs> of me. So, they admit their feelings for each other and they kiss. Ooh! Ooh kissy. Um, which is really sweet. And because they've been in love. So, Seymour thinks, mistakenly, that... Audrey loves him just because the plant has put that in her head. Because the plant has promised him everything he wants. Mm -hmm. All he wants is Audrey. Mm -hmm. So, mm, mm -hmm. mm. Um, so he doesn't think that Audrey would love him without the fame and fortune at this point in the show. Aww. I know, right? And he's mistaken. I wrote in here, he thinks she loves him because of the plant. Not! Oh. So, <laughs> Mushnik confronts Seymour about... Oren, because he saw Audrey and Seymour kissing, <gasps> and he's like, I noticed that Oren is missing, um, and I noticed these little red dots all over the, the floor. You want to tell me about that? And so the song Supper Time starts up while Mushnik is saying all that. If you want in a hurry, it's best not to dispose of it on Skid Row. What are you talking about? This! A dentist uniform! He's got your number now. So the plant is like, hey, he's gonna turn you in. And what you gonna do about it? What you gonna do about it? You gonna you gonna betray your daddy here, Mr. Mushnik? You gonna feed me some more? So this song is called Supper Time. S-U-P-P-E-R-T-I-M-E, Supper Time. Not to be confused with Supper. a good man, Charlie Brown's Supper. Supper Time. Yeah, no, different, different song. Definitely <laughs> different animal. Literally. Yep. So Mushnik wants Seymour to confess to his crime, or he says he'll lose everything, including Audrey. <gasps> no! Seymour, at the end of the song, tells Mushnik that... The receipts for the day are inside of the plant, hidden, way deep inside. So Mushnik turns around and starts to head into the plant, like a dumbass. Put his head in the head of the in plant. In the head of the plant and starts to reach in looking for the receipts. Because that's all he cares about is money. And then the plant eats him. Knock. Knock on the plant if you want to go inside and get the receipts. Ooh. Orchestra. 
the plant eats mush neck. So we are two people eating down now at this point. Nom 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 nom. So Mushnick has gotten eaten. Chomp chomp. Chomp chomp. Seymour now runs the shop. It is his shop. He's told Ooh. Audrey that Mushnick has gone to visit his sick sister. And Audrey keeps coming in asking Likely what? story. When's Mushnick gonna come back from visiting his sick sister? So, um, it's, Seymour knows it's only a matter of time before Audrey too wants to kill again. And so these reporters start coming out. He gets more and more famous, more and more money. These reporters come out, these lawyers come out, these salesmen come out. And this is where like Orrin Scrivello is reused. Excuse me, I'm burping now, oh, <laughs> all the champagne. Orrin Scrivello is reused in this track. You've got like a lawyer that pops out, then you've got the reporter that comes Don't wanna out. pay that equity. That's <laughs> right. Unless you're being used. Unless you're being used. These lawyers and reporters, they're all offering money and fame, more fame, and Seymour keeps turning them down. So Seymour is practicing a speech for a lecture that he's gonna give on botany as he goes on tour. Botany means plants. Plant things. If you're a botanist, you study plants. I learned that word because of musical theater. Thanks, little word. shop. I learned that word because of Penelope. So Seymour threatens to kill the plant because Audrey too wants more blood. Fresh blood. And Seymour's like, shut up, I'm gonna kill you. Um, then Seymour realizes that when Audrey comes in, like Audrey the original comes in, that sh she comes in and talks to him and she's like, I love you. And he's like, what if I didn't have the fame and fortune? What if this plant never existed? And he starts to sound like a crazy person. She's like, no, I'd still love you because you're, you're Seymour, you're my Seymour. And he sounds like a crazy person, so he's like, okay, we're gonna run away together, go home, I'm gonna kill this plant, blah, 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 after the Life Magazine interview we have tomorrow morning. She's like, mm. you sound crazy, Seymour! So she goes home, and he goes uh, to bed, or out, or something. And she can't sleep, Audrey can't sleep, so she sings this song called Somonex. Oh, I forgot a song, it's called The Meek Shall Inherit. It's actually my favorite song, and I totally forgot about it. It's before, because he's inherited the shop. It's like the Ronettes sing it, and it's so good. So he, he does find these contracts with the lawyers and everybody. Mm -hmm. chord because guess what it's an unresolved moment in the show oh look at, that. <gasps> look at that musicality musicality so then audrey walks in after this whole thing blows up and seymour's like i'm really blah 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 you love me blah if, even if the plant didn't exist blah and she seems sings this song she comes back into the shop because she's worried about seymour and she couldn't sleep mm. so she's singing a song called somonex Slash supper time reprise. <gasps> uh -oh. She's basically singing about how she took a Somonex, it's a sleeping pill, and <laughs> she couldn't sleep. She was so worried about Seymour, so she had to come back and check on him. And then she starts talking to the plant. The plant. Talking to the plant. Something's very wrong here. Something's oh, very relax wrong. And go with it, dog. Do me a favor, will you, sweetheart? A favor. 
in the worst way. Look at my branch. I'm a goner, honey. So the plant, Audrey 2, convinces the original Audrey that he needs some water. And he's like, water me in my mouth, baby. Mm. And she goes, uh, yeah, it's dirty. It's, some it's water. very suggestive. She goes deeper and deeper. And then the vines from the plant become lively and they wrap around her and they bring her into the plant. He's The plant starts chewing on Audrey right as Seymour runs into the shop to save Audrey. He pulls her out of the plant and saves her, but it's a little late. Audrey's dying. She's like half digested. She's half digested at this point. She is dying. And props to Kristen on that scene because we ran that lifting and eating scene like 20,000 times. We lifted her as the vines. We, we did this whole thing where we lifted her, moved her into the plant basically, and we became the mouth of the plant. It was really cool. So Props to you for trusting us, for not dropping you. Um, so she gets eaten, and Seymour saves her and holds her in his arms as she's dying. And she sings her reprise of somewhere that's green, that she just wants to live somewhere that's green. And if that means Seymour is going to be successful by feeding her to the plant, because the plant makes him successful, she wants to be a part of that. She wants to give herself to the plant to make Seymour more successful in life. Hmm. So she wants to sacrifice herself to the plant and literally live somewhere that's green inside the plant. Gasp. Ha. So, ha. <laughs> gasp. So he actually, she dies in his arms and he feeds her to the plant. After that, that foreshadowing. Oh, dude. So, so complete now. So complete. Um, so the next day, Seymour is back in the shop and he's just really forlorn. And this world botanist enters into the shop and says he wants to replicate Audrey too. He wants some snippets from <gasps> Audrey too so he can replicate and sell Audrey twos around the world. Like an aloe plant. Yes. And... Seymour realizes that the plant has called this, this man in to complete his evil doings <gasps> because he's an alien from out of space and he's mean. And so Seymour says no, and he's like, I'm going to kill you, plant. And he runs at the plant. He shoots the plant. He's, um, he's trying real hard to kill it, and it Did just ever shot die. a plant? <laughs> you are Seymour Curlborn. <laughs> <Seymour> Curl <laughs> You know all the times I try to shoot a plant, <laughs> how it's still that basil out of my porch. Damn it! It just keeps coming back. Some a bitch. That's okay. Some bitch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot you. I'm gonna, sh I'm gonna trim you and put you in my pasta. <laughs> so Seymour, in his attempt to kill the plant, takes a machete and starts to walk into the plant with a machete. With a machete, and the plant Solid. eats him. Props to Taylor for trusting us to eat you. That was fun. God, you're eating everybody. We ate everybody. Hungry bunch of bitches. We were a hungry bunch of bitches, so it was great. Um, they looked thirsty in their morph suits, though. We were thirsty in our morph suits. So anyway, everybody's been eaten at this point, and there's just a plant in the plant shop. It's like this character walks in, he snips a couple of pieces of Audrey too, and goes and sells it around the world. 
Chiffon, Crystal, and Ronette then are in beautiful sparkling gowns. Yeah, they they are. are back in their Ronette versions of themselves, and they tell the ending about how the plant is taking over uh, different parts of the world, like Des Moines and New York and this theater, they say. And as they say, and this theater, in the original Broadway production, vines dropped down from the ceiling would not be into, into the audience and started to like come out to the audience, and then vines from on stage and the plant on stage comes out into the audience over the audience and the chandelier drops the chandelier phantoms and the <laughs> swings out. yeah no in the broadway revival they used projections of course and they projected the plant over the audience like it was the audience was becoming a part of the plant so very cool different ways you can do it uh what we did because we had separate people that were in green morph suits we slithered out into the audience and we started touching people. We got into the audience. I say I don't remember that, but I was sitting in the front row, and I think I had that face. Where I was like, "Don't you don't touch, touch me. me! Don't touch me!" <laughs> so anyway, that's a little shop of horrors. Horse, horse, um, horrors. Um, I'm always shocked when high schools do this because the plant is very sexual, very suggestive. But high schools are getting a little high bit more. High schools are more doing like, a lot of risky yeah. shit now. I do Chicago. So um, I promised Andy I would give him an answer. Once if I said no at this point? You'd be a bitch. I'd be a huge bitch. Yes, Andy, I'll be in your wedding party. Suddenly, Emily is part of your Andy's, Andy's party. Party, party, wedding party. Then you and Philip will we'll be married. <laughs> yes, they will. They actually had a cat named Audrey. Oh. They also have a cat named Fierro. Oh, Fierro. Yes, Andy, I'm super excited. It'll be great. Yay. I'm assuming you listened to this She said thing. yes. She said yes. Ah, uh, yes, I do. I do, I do, I do, I do. That's what you and Philip are going to be doing. Yay. I'm so excited. Ugh. I just got warm and fuzzy on the inside. You know where else you can be warm and fuzzy? On our Patreon member our page. On Patreon member page. If you would like to become a patron, um, tiers start at $2. What's $24 cheap? a year that you can help me and Chelsea succeed in our wildest, well, semi-wildest dreams of having a website and potentially doing live shows mm -hmm. and all our little series. We really want to do our paranormal series and whatnot. So um, you can check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash dolls. You can also find us on Instagram, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Wines and Dolls, even TikTok at Wines and Dolls. I'm not very good at being a TikTok, though. I'm not either. Maybe, maybe you took some video footage tonight that might end up on TikTok. Is that everything? Yeah. Oh, if you would like to email us, um, you can email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. And if whatever you are listening on, please go ahead and press that subscribe button. That will help us out. And if you feel like it, leave us a five-star review. We love five-star reviews. You know, if you have a uh, four or less star review, you can... Leave it for another podcast. Or email us at winesanddolls at gmail.com. That'd be great. We will consider your comments. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Emily. And James and, is downstairs. And James is downstairs. And, and this, this is Wines and Dolls. Bye. Bye.